Hello, Duck fans! Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the show. We are joined by Kevin McCormick, the producer of uh, World Renowned Sports on YouTube, in order to wrap up, yes, I said it, finally wrap up our discussion of the 64 college basketball player GOATs, according to ESPN, that is. Yes, you know, for the last week or so, we've been discussing, reviewing, building fundamentals on, and having history lessons about the greatest college basketball players of all time. Well, today we're finally going to finish up, and at the end of the episode, we got a treat. We're finally going to be talking about Oregon Ducks. I don't mean to be giving a spoiler alert, but yes, we do have an Oregon Duck on this list, and there's a lot of good conversation coming, so please tune in and listen up as we discuss it. Also, tomorrow's a really important show. We're going to be joined by the host of Locked on Raiders, my boy Q. We're going to go ahead and be talking about Marcus Mariota, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play for Oregon and have a substantial NFL career as well. We're going to be talking about how he can succeed and how he may rejuvenate his career. And we're going to have one of our boys from Oregon go on to be one of the GOATs as far as quarterbacks are concerned. So go ahead and tune in and listen up tomorrow for that. In the meantime, let me go ahead and reach down here and flip the switch, or turn the knob as it were. It's official, Oregon is gonna be in the BCS championship game. Welcome, Duck fans, to Locked on Ducks. You can always find the show on Twitter, at Locked on Ducks. And I'm your host, Jordan Long. You can always find me on Twitter, at the Dustoff Guy. Today, we're continuing to resurrect NCAA March Madness, as we've been doing for the last, I think, five episodes. I know you're all in it for the long haul. I really appreciate you listening. But right now, we're going to be joined by the producer of world-renowned sports on YouTube. Fighting coronavirus as best we can by talking about the 64 greatest college players of all time. And for those of you that have been hanging in there for the last week, I really appreciate it. We've only got one more division to go. So we promised you last time that we would talk about Candace Parker and KD this time. Candace Parker, I know uh, literally nothing about. I assume she was a very wonderful college player and a uh, very excellent and productive WNBA player. Well, uh, she actually sat out her freshman year with a uh, bum knee. Not a bum knee. I mean, just a knee injury. And was the first ever woman to dunk in the NCAA tournament. And wound up being the first woman to ever dunk twice. So, uh, it, it just it's just kind of like a, a nice little uh, attaboy caveat, whatever you want to call it, to uh, a powerful college career. I, I watched a video from SB Nation about her dunk, and it was a wonderful video. And now you jog my memory. Yes, she's a great player. Probably, maybe doesn't deserve to be on this list. I don't know. Maybe she's just there for that. Well, that makes her an interesting matchup compared to Kevin Durant then. Because we're talking about, yet again, another one-and-done. I don't know what Kevin Durant did for his one year in college. and uh, He was a first-team All-American. Okay, great. Uh, frankly, I, I don't care. Like, he shouldn't have been there anyway. Like, he was there after that dumb one-and-done rule. Uh, I think he played for Oklahoma, I want to say. Uh, Texas. Texas, you're right, you're right. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the point is he should not have been there in the first place. He obviously had uh, the talent to be go be a productive NBA player yeah. on day one. 
and I don't think he ever should have played college ball, so I don't think he belongs on this list at all. Best player in the year for one year. Then went on to be the last act the 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 last ever active player to play for both the Sonics and the Thunder. Yes, and that's uh, he. He also loves to make burner Twitter accounts, which I always Are you really, really, really enjoy. That's kind of funny. He loves arguing with people with like fifty followers on Twitter. It's it's always so funny to watch. So next time I find myself mired in a, I mean, not that I have fifty followers. Anyway, so <laughs> next up is number eight, Danny Manning versus number nine, Zion Williams, greatest college basketball player. <laughs> yes, of, of course we're talking about the son of Zion Williams, Zion Williams' son. Gosh darn it, I did it again, didn't I? Uh, so I did that for an entire episode last week, my apologies to the listener, my apologies to Zion Williamson, I just it auto-corrected or something and I just kept in my brain saying Zion Williams, so thank you Kevin, Zion Williamson. So I have to say, sir, I know quite a lot about Danny Manning's NBA career. I know absolutely zilch about his college career. This was well before my time. He played for Kansas and did so for four years at a time when uh, he could have freshman eligibility. Uh, Two-time consensus All-American, Nabsey Wooden, Nysmith Award winner. So he didn't get AP or Sporting News, which would have made him consensus player of the year. Uh, But that's, you know, two times. uh, in the 1988 final game against Oklahoma, he had 31 points, 18 rebounds, 5 steals, and 2 blocks, prompting the Danny and the Miracles moniker, which uh, is maybe one of the best like like single-game performances of all time. That's pretty tremendous. And he was also a very productive and good NBA player for the uh, Phoenix Suns, uh, primarily. Or, or perhaps it was Boston. I may, I may be mixing up my... Uh, uh, he played five years for the Clippers, and then he kind of bounced around among the Hawks, Suns, Bucks, Jazz, Pistons. He's s- actually coaches Wake Forest now. The Suns is where I saw him. I, yeah. I was mixing up my Dannys. My mistake. <laughs> right, right. Uh, as far as Zion Williamson, yeah. Like, what what can you say? Like, who doesn't know about Zion Williamson? Uh, but I, the Kind of the most interesting thing to me about his college career, actually, is that he specifically, like that guy specifically prompted so much conversation about the college player should be paid model. Yeah. I think because of the Duke UNC game where like the front the, like the the front court prices were like Super Bowl oh, right. Super Bowl prices and everyone's like, "Okay, so Zion and uh, RJ Barrett see none of that." That's kind of nonsense. So, uh, th- he's almost kind of like this like weird figurehead for that conversation. As far as actual accomplishments in in college, well, it, Kevin, let, let's just take a few seconds to uh, list some of the most outstanding accomplishments of Zion Williams. All right, so that's actually going to do it for this region of the 64 greatest college players of all time. That's the South region. And next up, we're going to be hitting up the Midwest We. Okay, I'm back and I can talk. Next up, we're going to be hitting up the Midwest region where we are going to finish the story with Sabrina Ionescu. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Locked on Ducks, and I'm with Kevin McCormick. Spoilers. Welcome back to Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Jordan Long, and I'm here with Kevin McCormick, the producer of world-renowned sports, and we are finally getting to the final region of the final word on the 64 greatest college basketball players of all time, the Midwest region. How you doing, Kev? I'd like to say that I love you all, and I hope you're all being safe and taking this all very seriously. Uh, I absolutely adore talking into this mic. It's one of the funnest things I do in a given day. And I hope you have fun listening to it. And I want you all to still be here in six months to keep doing so. So take this seriously. I saw a couple of uh, uh, news and uh, media-related deaths for this stuff. So uh, it's, it's real, people. 
take take it seriously, and we'll all get through this together. And carry on. Yeah, Kevin, it is uh, tough times. And one of the things I've been saying on the podcast the last week or so, and I know you've been saying this in your own productions as well, is that uh, if we weren't laughing, we'd surely be crying, which is why we try to uh, alleviate some of the some of the issues with a little bit of humor and a little bit of fun. So uh, speaking of fun, I want to talk about maybe my favorite to win this tournament. Number one, Bill Walton versus number 16, Steve Alford. I don't know how you can argue with Bill Walton not being one of the greatest uh, college players of all time. You know, I, I can't uh, label off his accomplishments, but I know that he was part of those great Wooten teams in the uh, you know UCLA 70s. He absolutely would have been an unbelievable pro if not for injuries. And he, in fact, ended up being a very productive pro after he got over those injuries, a la a Sam Bowie, a la a Ralph Sampson, guys like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ra- freaking Bill Walton was a part of those, like, Bird Celtics like playoff and championship teams in the mid to late eighties. Like he actually had a great career and he had a great college career. He had a transcendent college career, but he did have a great pro career as well. Yeah. He was actually drafted by the San Diego Clippers and you know, it it goes without saying, but our our man, Bill Walton is certainly Mr. Rip city baby. Please go back and listen to the episode where we go into detail. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but Steve Alford played for Bob Knight's Indiana Hoosiers. So it's kind of interesting, right? That you have these, these 1980s Hoosiers against the 1970s Bruins yeah. in this particular matchup. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Very, very Bird versus Magic Johnson, if you will. He actually coaches for Nevada now. Uh, he led, uh, before after his uh, professional career, he led UCLA to a Pac-12 championship in 2014 where they beat the Ducks in the quarterfinals 82-63. to <laughs> But next up is another great, the greatest basketball player of all time, but... A let's discuss his college career for a moment. Number two, Michael Jordan against Who? number fifteen. Uh, Michael Jordan versus number fifteen, Nancy Lieberman. Uh, well, yes, Michael Jordan. If you've not heard of this guy, <laughs> I got a few things to tell you. But uh, yeah, uh, obviously the mo- most important person to the history of the National Basketball Association. That's I don't a good way to put it. Probably any argument there. I have some arguments as to say whether he's the all-time great as a player. I have some arguments as to whether he's even the greatest guard, but he's certainly the most important. As far as his UNC career, uh, fantastic. He was uh, brilliant. Won a title, uh, starter from day one. Uh, You know, I I have no argument there. And you you have a lot to say about Nancy Lieberman, who is an incredibly interesting person in her own right. Really uh, as, as interesting as Jordan, if not more. Well, uh, Nancy Lieberman was actually na- nicknamed Lady Magic because of her... Proli- I mean, she's essentially Magic Johnson of the women's college basketball. Uh, 961 is actually a Old Dominion school record for a number of assists. Twenty Over 2,400 points, almost 1,200 rebounds. I already mentioned the assists. And actually, that assist record puts her just 29 assists short of... Sabrina Ionescu's 2000 2K 1K 1K club. So was that Sabrina's record? That, or there was that Nancy's record yes. that Sabrina broke? Yep. Yeah, yep. that's cool. That's awesome. It's phenomenal. I mean, really, we're talking about one of the greatest all-around players, and this is almost like if you were to put Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson in the same conversation, right? Even though Magic Johnson is not going to be. I mean, it's it's a crime that she's number fifteen on this list, in my opinion. Yeah. She should definitely yeah. be paired up in like a. Uh, uh, seven ten or eight nine scenario, as far as I'm concerned, definitely be above Steve Alford. <laughs> you, you aren't kidding about no, that. No, no disrespect to Steve Alford. 
Well, yeah, Steve Alford. But next up, we got number three, Cheryl Miller, against number 14, Chris Weber. Interesting, interesting matchup here. I almost feel like these matchups, they, they just want to, like, screw you up with, like, people who don't belong being against each other. Because I, I know absolutely nothing about Cheryl Miller. I know an awful lot about Chris Weber. But is Chris Weber, Weber excuse me, like, it, going back to number 15, Nancy Lieber, Lieberman, is Chris Weber really a better basketball player, college player, than Nancy Lieberman? And do either of them even deserve to be 14 or 15 on this list? That's, uh, that's like, where this list is crazy. C-Web, I can move above several names on this list who I will not name. But why don't you tell me about Cheryl Miller in the meantime? So, Cheryl Miller is an exceptionally prolific scorer and great ball player. Maybe one of the best USC has ever seen. She actually leads that program with over 3,000 points. And her 23.6 points per game is 10th all-time in the NCAA. That's really good. So, when you talk about the 10th best scorer in the NCAA... Is she really, you know, number 14 in this particular region? So, yeah, just... And an and a 84 Olympic gold medalist back when it was amateurs only. Uh, the first USC basketball player to have her jersey retired. So, this could be this could be an instance where the, the player is so good at their school that they get put on this list. But honestly, I think, uh, I think she's a much more important player than that. That's, that's really good. Uh, on the other hand, you got uh, C-Web, a member of the Fab Five, uh, very, very famously, of course. Uh, probably changed basketball forever. I thought AI was the guy who introduced like the new shorts, like kind of sort of like the bad boy like, right. attitude. Apparently, it was uh, Michigan that did that. So, yeah, C-Web, uh, incredibly, incredibly important. Uh, sadly, people remember him calling the phantom timeout that he didn't have. That's right, that's right. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, well. One of the things culturally that, important. One one of the things. Sorry, one of the things no. that really hurt his college career, I think, was he's one of these guys to have all his awards. I mean, we're talking consensus All American, Wooden, Naismith, et cetera, et cetera. And I hate. Sorry, is a side note. At this point, I hate saying et cetera, et cetera, to being the Wooden Award winner. Like you're <laughs> the greatest college basketball player. He won the Heisman and other things. Yeah, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they, his awards were vacated due to accepting $200,000 from a local booster. And he actually was convicted of perjury when they did that investigation. Well, and, you know, that's all, uh, that's all a symptom of a broken system. That's, that's, not, yeah. the, that's not the illness, it's the, the symptom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, number four, David Thompson. This isn't my college Latin teacher, David Thompson. This is actually the great college basketball player, David Thompson, uh, against number 13, Brittany Griner. Well, Jordan, I know nothing about either of these people. I've heard Brittany Griner's name. I have not heard David Thompson's name. So I'd, I'd love to uh, hear what you have to say about them. Well, uh, David Thompson was nicknamed Skywalker, and this was before it was cool to be a Skywalker. And it was because of his huge vertical leap. He went undefeated at NC State in 1973. But again, he, uh, or his recruitment rather, and I couldn't get the details on this. So please hit, hit me up on, on social media if you want to discuss more details. But he, uh, the, they actually weren't allowed to participate in the 1973 NCAA tournament because his recruitment violated NCAA rules. What, what was wrong with the recruitment? That's what I'm saying. Like, I wasn't able okay. to kind of dig down deep enough because back in the early 70s, it wasn't this, oh, you accepted $200,000 and prostitutes and free drinks and, you know, all this right. other stuff that kind of other players later, 20 years later, got in trouble for. 
this was uh, a, a recruitment violation. I wonder if he's still with us. I'd be, I would love to hear that story. Like, straight from the horse's mouth, as it were, you know. My gosh, is if that's not a great suggestion for Influencers Week this week. Which, by the way, as a teaser, we will be in the next couple of days, if we can ever finish this list of greatest basketball players of all time. Could be next summer, could be tomorrow. But we're going to be having the host of Locked On Raiders to, uh, on Q, my man Q, to talk about uh, Marcus Mariota. But that's just a teaser. But right now i got to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the Midwest Division. We're finally going to get a talk about an Oregon Ducks basketball player. Welcome back to Locked on Ducks. My name is Jordan Long, your host, and I'm joined by Kevin McCormick, producer of World Renowned Sports on YouTube. We've been talking about the 64 greatest basketball college basketball players of all time, and we've been discussing David Thompson and Brittany Griner. But before we get to Brittany Griner, we had talked about how David Thompson's nickname was Skywalker, and he is actually credited with inventing the alley-oop with Monty Toe. That is tremendous, and by the way, I have a I have a historical dispute with that. I don't I don't think that's true. So in the very earliest days of basketball, like there was a cage around the hoop, okay, and like dudes would like like climb up cage, the cage match honestly, and dudes would like climb up the cage and like wait for like somebody to oop it to them. So you think the and cage then, like, match was the the origination think, of the alley oop? That was the invention of the alley oop. Oh my God, dispute that historically, I'll, sir. I'll buy that for a dollar. And he actually, during his last year, he dunked his one and only dunk. The problem with that was that dunks were illegal because of the uh, the one Alcindor rule. This game used to be so dumb. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Brittany Griner, Griner is a lady bear, uh, 2009 to 2013, played for four years. I call her the Baylor block monster. Yeah, 34 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 blocks. Like, like that's just... A, a triple double. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, beast. And uh, I, I certainly know her from her WNBA days. So I'm I'm sure she had a fantastic college career that I knew very very little about. But yeah. Oh, and, no and in 2012, uh, they won the NCAA title with a 40 and 0 season and won the most outstanding player of the Final Four that year. So yeah, she has the fourth all time in scoring with 3,283 points. Like she kind of deserves to be better than 13 on this list, if you're asking me. Do you, you give her the underdog nod over Thompson? I'd give her it uh, ahead of Chris Weber. Uh, oh, this is where we... And, and, and now I'm not talking about, you know, one and dones versus three or four year careers. I'm talking about people who had an impact on how the game was played. So, okay. Like, yeah. like, like yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, yeah. such a strong player that there are rules that are changed. Yeah. Or you invent the alley-oop. Uh, yeah. Sans cage matches, of course. Then that kind of lends something. So... Gosh, I it's hard to say, man. Uh she still plays for the Phoenix Mercury, uh even even after, you know, this is what, 10, 10 years later? Yeah. So consider me a vote for Griner. Yeah, I'll buy that for a dollar. So uh, another another female basketball player, number five, Maya Moore. And this will be interesting. Does Maya Moore deserve to be in number five? Well, Brittany Griner is number eleven, but Maya Moore versus Steph Curry. So we have Steph at 12 and Maya Moore at 5. Yeah. Uh, I don't know a ton about Steph's college career. I, I do know he played at Davidson and was drafted. Uh, Wait, played played where? Davidson? Dave, have they, are they like a big time NCAA Davidson? That's no, a school? No, they're like Creighton. Oh. They're like George Washington. Gosh, you know, I'm sorry. This may be more than Zion Williams 
an example of someone being on this list be for, for, for crazy, silly reasons. And I say silly because in this household, we aren't allowed to call things stupid. This is, it's silly for Steph Curry to be on this list. He's the best player in some backwater school that no one's ever heard of. He's also the best player in the National Basketball Association. Oh, which so. Which is why I suspect he's on this list. Yeah, he should definitely be considered for greatest of college uh, play then as well. Well, who's Maya Moore? Make an argument. Right, okay. Oh, gosh, okay. Played four years for UConn, and she had okay. two consecutive perfect seasons, including two NCAA championships, four times Final Four, uh, a Final Four most outstanding player, three time Wade Trophy, two time Wooden Award, two time Nysmith Award, two time Academic All American. Y'all know I got a fetish for the smart ones. And she was she is UConn scoring leader with three thousand thirty six points. Okay, so she was the beast on uh, UConn's like reign of terror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She she deserves this over Steph. We don't even have to go over Steph's college okay. career. I I totally agree. I, I I do like Steph a lot, but uh, we don't need to talk about his college career. Well, that brings us to Jay Williams and David Robinson, number six and number eleven respectively. Much more interesting of a conversation. I know uh, <laughs> right. Big Dave was an unbelievable college player for uh, the Navy. What yeah, midshipman. The, the, the greatest midshipman of all time. Yeah, he was uh, the, the admiral when he got to the NBA. <laughs> right. And uh, Jay Williams was incredible at Duke. And he was drafted, I think, right after Yao Ming. Uh, literally pick number two. And then uh, got in a fight with a motorcycle. And things uh, went, went awry. Well, he and his motorcycle, motorcycle got in a fight with a light pole. I see. Yeah, and that's, that's it did just go awry. It was a broken pelvis, three dislocated lit- ligaments, uh, severed the like major nerve in his leg. So huge co- attempted comeback, and in fact, the Bulls paid him paid him out like three million dollars of his contract when they didn't have to. It's nice of him. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. But I honestly, I, I'm going to give this to David Robinson. This is another upset. Another well upset according to. You know, number six versus number eleven. Yeah, I, I give it to Big Dave too. Honestly, yeah, that's I, I have no argument with that. So we're getting to one of my favorites, and it's not Elvin Hayes, even though he comes in at number seven. But number ten, Timmy Duncan versus Elvin Hayes. I don't know who Elvin Elvin Hayes is. I know that Tim played uh, four years at Wake Forest in a time that he did not have to, and now he looks like a pineapple. Elvin Hayes is one of these people who has really made history, really groundbreaking, and, and that does deserve some attention on this list. Okay. He's one of the two first black American athletes to play at Houston, and that, that is really significant. Other than having an incredibly storied college career, I mean, they, they actually lost to the Oregon State Beavers, who were the Pac-8 champions that year in the Western Semis of the NCAA tournament, but he took them to the Final Four the following year, and I mean... We're talking about 24 rebounds in a single game versus UCLA, which is second all-time in a single game. And his 31 points per game is 15th overall. Over his career, I know, over his career, I said 31 points, over 17 rebounds per game. And he is the all-time leader in NCAA tournament history with 222 rebounds. Yeah, it's of course remarkable, and it's it's always obvious every time it happens where any guy who breaks the color barrier basically has to be Babe Ruth. Like, Jackie Robinson had to be an all-star. You could not be, like, a mediocre to, like, barely roster guy to be Jackie Robinson. But, but to be, like, a... Uh, uh, two-time consensus All-American and an AP and Sporting News Player of the Year to get the accolades at that time. Pretty incredible. Yeah, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Timmy Duncan was a phenomenal college basketball player. Um, He's obviously a GOAT of the NBA. Yes. 
Um, I think I have to give this to Elvin just because, like, the, the, the way the stats add up. It, even though Tim Duncan played for all four years, it, he insisted on doing it. Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, are you including uh, cultural impact on that or strictly stats? God, that's such a good good point, man. Like, And I have no problem with including cultural impact, by the way. Uh, even though Tim Duncan is the winningest player at Wake Forest and two-time All-American consensus player of the year, whole nine yards, like, uh, and averaging 16 points per game off 58% shooting, like, that's a super efficient player. Now, infatuation that I have with Timmy Duncan comes from things like the opponents nicknaming him Mr. Spock or him insisting that he finish all four years of college where he's he studied psychology and Chinese literature. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember in, like, 2013 when... Uh... Popovich put him on the, the do not playlist, and the reason he put was old. <laughs> <laughs> that is so excellent. And if I were to, if we were talking uh, NBA players here, he's he's in my top five of NBA course, of all of time. Course, but yeah. but in this case, I'm going to be be giving it to Elvin. Next up, and finally, and I don't mean finally in an exasperated way. I mean that we 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 get to an Oregon Duck, and this is one of the crazier matchups on this list, Kevin. We got number eight. Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain against number nine, Sabrina Ionescu. I think they set it up this way. I think they set this up to be the main event as the weirdest, like, possible, like, but also arguable main event. Right. right? We're like, okay, so if you ask people what the most dominant player in the history of basketball is, you're going to get one of two answers. One is Wilt Chamberlain, the other is Shaquille O'Neal. Right. Uh, people think that Wilt was only so good because he was playing against like five eight Jewish guys. That's not true. He was playing against Bill Russell. He was playing against like real plenty of like six foot nine through six foot like like six foot eight through six foot eleven players. Yes, he plenty had of plenty of competition. So yes, Wilt was that dominant against real competition. And then on the other side, you've got uh, the greatest women's basketball player of all time. At least, at least in college, yeah. we'll see what she does in the pros. Well, she's well, also the only person on this list who's an active player. That that's there's something to be said for interesting. that. Interesting, that is very interesting. And now, I, yeah, if go I, if ahead. I make, make make a comparison. I think that Diana Taurasi is if if Diana Taurasi is Michael Jordan, I think that Ionescu is Kobe. So we'll we'll see as she chases her legacy, like where she comes out on that. But I have to say, I. I think Ionescu's got a real shot to uh, surpass it and like actually, actually become the Jordan of the sport and like take it to the next level as far as like cultural awareness and and, and stats. Uh, that's such an excellent observation, and especially with the Kobe reference. As I've mentioned on this podcast several times, many times before, she was one of a handful of people and the only college player to speak at. Kobe's memorial service. Good friends. She got 10 minutes. Uh, she was asked by his wife to go ahead and speak. And one of the things that I've harped on is how Kobe's legacy was to make women's basketball a, a legit, taken seriously, no, no more guesses. This is not a hobby. This is a professional sport. He was grooming Gigi to destroy that sport. Yeah. And he actually had Sabrina come and, and train with him to train Gigi. That was the, the whole idea. And one thing that I find extremely interesting about this particular matchup is that Sabrina Ionescu took the Oregon Ducks to the final four in 2019 season. Right. And when and she could have gone to the WNBA draft and been a a first overall pick, but she called it unfinished business. And she had to come back and lead her Oregon teammates to a championship. Now, 
obviously the rest is history, sports apocalypse. Like we don't need to get into that t- detail. But one of the things she said following Kobe's funeral was that her unfinished business, she realized wasn't winning. It was to cherish these moments with her teammates. And the reason why that's so interesting is because she's up against Wilt Chamberlain, who quit college and sat out his senior year when he was would not be eligible for the NBA because the sport was boring him because he was tired of being quadruple teamed. <laughs> so you have someone who calls it unfinished business and I have to go back and 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 my my legacy at Oregon needs to be my love for my teammates. And Wilt Chamberlain, who quit a year early because he he didn't think it was his fun. God dang, man, how the world changes! Like I don't, I'm not gonna say that that Kobe Bryant loved any of his teammates. Kobe was so much of that Michael Jordan model. <laughs> well, he called, did he did he actually punch any of them? I mean, well, on, on a YouTube video. No, but yeah, Colin, yeah. Colin Horace Grant, a powerless forward, like that was Kobe's model of motivation. Yeah. He was not like. Kumbaya. We talked about obsessed versus determination. Right. Yeah. Not kumbaya, we're all in this together. Whereas uh, uh, Ionescu appears to be much more of that uh, younger generation, I would say. Uh, LeBron. Le- frankly, post-LeBron, Dwayne Wade. Like, hey, let's all get in this together. We're, you know, we're big love fest. Yeah. Yeah, different mentality. But one of the things that's so interesting about this is prior to, uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant's pass- passing, her attitude was unfinished business. I'm obsessed. I want to be the best. I yeah. need to take Oregon to a championship. This is my job. But after Kobe's memorial service, she gave this interview where she she definitely convinced me that what she had interpreted as her unfinished unfinished business wasn't an obsession with winning. It was an obsession for the love of support and supporting a winning attitude I see what you're among her team. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and I just to me What's more important? Yeah. And and I think while she isn't going to win the greatest basketball college college basketball player of all time, I think I see Sabrina Ionescu going to the final four in this because of her attitude, because of her stats and her impact on the game. I yeah. mean, all the categories that we're talking about and po- possibly being also a very important, uh, relevant cultural figure. Yeah, I, I have no argument with that. You yeah. know, uh, in, in this one, because it's her against Wilt, and I think they did that very much on purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm voting? Present. <laughs> I vote for Sabrina, and, and I back that up by saying she came back into college when she could have been the number one overall draft pick in order to, to finish unfinished business instead of saying, you know what, this is lame. I'm, and, and you know what? Will Chamberlain is freaking excellent and one of the goats. I'm not. I'm not trying to diminish that. I'm just saying that his attitude about his team loyalty diminishes him in this contest with Sabrina. And I give this one to Sabrina Ionescu. I agree. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up, Kevin. Is there any uh, uh, parting shots or last words or final thoughts? Stay safe, y'all. It's not a hoax. Be careful. And we gotta close it out pretty quickly here. We ran out of time, so. Uh, have a great day and go Ducks. Don't forget, tomorrow we're going to be talking to the host of Locked on Raiders about Marcus Marietta. Oh, once again, go Ducks. <laughs>